Hello and welcome to the Bids, Tenders and Proposals podcast. Here you will get insights on how to write successful bids, how to do business with government, and things to avoid in your submissions. Here is your host Arvind Lau, who has evaluated thousands of tenders as part of his work and continues to provide technical advice and training to a number of government organizations and private sector on tendering, procurement, negotiations and contract management. So, let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by BidHQ.com.au. BidHQ is a platform where you can manage all your bids in one place and collaborate with your team to create the best bid responses. Sign up for a free trial at BidHQ.com.au. Hello and welcome to the Bid Tenders and Proposals podcast. Today we will be talking about alternate tenders. Alternate tenders are tenders that obviously alternate to what is required. So... So what are alternate tenders? Alternate tenders are proposals from suppliers who choose to offer an alternate solution to what is specified in the request for tender or request for proposal um, by an organization seeking those tenders. So if an organization is seeking tenders for something and you actually have something else to offer, which will exactly solve the solve the same problem, but your prob- your solution, sorry, is something different to what is specified, then you can offer an alternate tender. In simple terms, so I'll, I'll simplify this. It means offering something different to what is being asked in the request for tender or request for proposal. For example, if you are re- responding to a request for tender to build a house, which specifies the roof to have like roof tiles, and you think that metal roofs such as color bond will be a better option, then you would submit an alternative offer alternative tender that will have color bond roof as a solution that you are offering so in effect you are actually going to put an alternate offer or alternate tender to respond to that request for tender and so the term alternate tender now both of them will achieve the same outcome but the alternate tender will not be what is actually specified in the request for tender hence it is now the alternate tender so that is alternate tender in very simple terms so why would you consider alternate tender? I mean, there must be reasons for it. You wouldn't just, just for the sake of putting in an alternate tender, put an alternate tender. It is essentially uh, an opportunity for an organization, you know, if, who is tendering for the service to actually showcase their product because the product may not be known to the, to the organization seeking the tender. So your product alternative or alternative solution you are proposing perhaps is cheaper than what is specified and you can actually demonstrate that you can get a better outcome by actually giving a, an, an alternate solution. The method of construction for an alternate offer is perhaps simpler and could save time and, uh, and money for the organization. Uh, the other reason could be that you are proposing a product that is of higher quality and standard than what is specified. So if somebody is specifying a, a product or a service that is of a lower quality, but you are able to provide a higher quality, perhaps it may be a little bit uh, more expensive. Uh, you are not now competing with the rest of the people who are actually uh, costing the same product, but you could be costing something a little bit of, of a higher quality, and that will be your point of difference. So alternate tenders are actually a very good 
place for uh, contractors or the the tenders people who are putting bids in to actually show their point of difference particularly in the product market where people are actually proposing a solution and if a company has a proprietary solution then it is a lot better for them to be issuing a a solution that is their proprietary product which perhaps is not specified in the request for tender documents and you are actually proposing that as a solution. So hence an alternate tender. So that is why you would actually consider alternate tenders. Now, when would you submit alternate tenders? I mean, not every time, um, you know, alternate tenders, it does not have a place every time. So if somebody is looking to, um, say, buy cars and you've got a four-wheel thing that does the transportation, an alternate way of doing it, and you give them a truck, uh, perhaps that's not uh, a very good idea. So alternate tenders obviously need to meet um, the objectives of what a purchaser or a customer is trying to achieve through the request for tender. So there's a, there has to be a definite benefit in providing an alternative way of doing something uh, in the sense that you can actually demonstrate to the customer that your alternate offer is going to benefit them in some way or form, perhaps save them time, perhaps save them um, money, perhaps it'll be of a better quality that does not require replacement every five years, perhaps it's got a longer life um, of the product that you are saying. So that has to be a definite benefit. You want to be able to quantify the time and money savings to your customer as well and say that, look, um, you know, something is not quite available or something will take twice as long to build and here's a better solution that will be done in, in half the time or half the, half the amount of money or you'll have 20% saving. So you want to be able to quantify it. So that's when you would submit an alternative tender and actually quantify the difference in, so that the customer or the person putting out the request for tender is able to actually see that they will achieve definite benefit if they are to consider the alternative offer. The other reason is the organizations requesting tenders are willing to accept alternative tenders. So just be mindful when you are putting the alternative offer that they clearly do say that we are open to alternative tender. There are often uh, local government or government departments that are actually procuring things and they're quite happy to just get what they want and they don't want alternate bids and they will make it clear that alternate bids or non-conforming bids will not be considered. In that case, there is no point in putting an alternate bid because it is quite clear that they will not consider it. However, in my experience in putting out, you know, and I have, I've put out hundreds and hundreds of tenders, we are always open to receiving alternative tenders because any any good organization putting out the tender documents will realize that they don't know what they don't know and that's the beauty of receiving alternative tenders is that you actually then learn from it and actually consider some better solutions out there that that perhaps you haven't thought of a lot of tenders actually miss the mark when it comes to alternative tenders and their alternative tenders don't get considered the alternative tenders don't get considered for a number of reasons and and some of them are quite basic now I'll, I'll run through some of the reasons why your alternative tenders may not be considered and here are some of the reasons one 
is the alternative tender is not clearly marked as alternative tender. I have evaluated hundreds of tenders uh, in my time and, and I continue to do them now while I'm advising some of the uh, government departments on tendering and contract management and, and the like. And I have found that when we get alternative bids, uh, alternative tenders, alternative proposals, whatever you want to call it, they are not clearly marked. And a lot of the time, the conditions of tender actually specifies that any alternative tender must be clearly marked as alternative tender or alternative offer or an alternative bid. If you don't, you run the risk of them being evaluated same as any of the other bids, which would mean that the organizations purchasing or, or tendering for the service are not comparing so to speak, apples with apples. They are not comparing the same type of tender uh, that everybody else has submitted because your alternative bid will fall into the same category. So make sure that if you are putting an alternative bid, clearly mark it at the front cover of that particular bid as an alternative offer. And the file that you save and upload as an alternative bid, mark it as an alternative bid. Now, the other reason the alternative tenders don't do too well is when there is no explanation of what the alternative tender represents. Now, I've used a simple example of, say, using the different types of roofs, say, using a colorbond roof as opposed to the tiled roof that was required under the request for tender. Let's run with that same example. Now, if you don't clearly explain what the difference is in your alternative bid to what was required in the request for tender, then your customer or the person evaluating your tenders will have no idea that what the difference in the alternative bid is other than having to go through the whole thing and then uh, eventually find out, oh, okay, well, uh, in, the, in somewhere in the detail, right in the middle of a, middle of a 100-page document that, oh, actually they are proposing a color bond roof as opposed to a tiled roof. Now, that's the difference. So make sure in the cover letter you explain that you are putting in two bids. One is the conforming bids that's required uh, as required by the request for tender. And the other one is clearly an alternative bid. Now, the alternative bid, the difference is that you are offering a different roof type. Uh, and that's the only difference. Or in summary, provide what the difference is so that they understand that there is an alternative bid with a different offer. And the other reason that the alternative tender do not get considered is that they do not fall in line with the objective of the request for tender or the work that the uh, that the customer is trying to do or the government department is trying to do. As an example, say if an organization is issuing a request for tender for low emission cars and one of the objectives is to lower their greenhouse gas emissions, uh, then putting an alternative bid uh, for V8 cars with high fuel consumptions will not make sense because they do not meet the objectives of that particular request for tender or the, or the service that they are seeking. Now, this is a very clear example here, I mean, low emission cars, if they have specified that in our in their request for tender that, look, um, our objective is to lower our you know, carbon footprint uh, for our organization and we are in the process of buying, say, uh, low emission cars or electric vehicles or, or whatever else. Now, the vehicle is still doing the same job as a V8 cars will do. However, the V8 cars will have a very high fuel consumption and a very high emission. So that will miss the mark in terms of that objective. So, so that offer will obviously not be considered. A lot of the time, a government department or a customer that is seeking the request for 
for tender. In there, they will specify that if you are submitting an alternate tender, then you need to put a conforming tender as well, which means that you need to provide a tender for a, let's use that same example, for a tile roof as well. That way, they will know the difference in price, the difference in quality, and be able to compare the two and know that the alternative tender is going to be better or not really good for them. Often, in a request for tender documents that any government department provides, they have, when they actually require the alternative tender, they seek a conforming tender to be put in as well. So, which is essentially means that you will be putting an alternative bid, but you will also be putting a conforming bid so that they can see the difference between the two of your offers to say that, okay, well, if, you are, if we are going to go with the conforming bid with your company, then it'll cost them, say, $10 million. However, if they go with the alternative bid, it'll cost them $9 million and the product will be a lot easier or the time savings will be such and such and the safety standards will be such and such. So that will actually help them make a decision and that's the reason why they actually require a conforming bid to come along with a, with an alternative bid. So if you are actually thinking of putting an alternative bid, so make sure that you read the conditions of tender and find out what the requirements are for issuing a alternative tender alternative bid or alternative proposal, whatever you want to call it. And if the requirement is that you also put in a conforming tender, then you have to comply with that and make sure that a conforming bid is also put in so that the comparison can be made. One of the other reasons why alternative tender uh, submitted by the tenders is not considered and this is something that you know I gotta I gotta laugh about because I've often seen this thing while evaluating is that they put in like I I have seen this this is this is a fact and I, I uh, there are these are some tenders from very prominent companies that I have evaluated which have put in like about 15 different alternative offers um, 15 different alternative offers that you know 15 or 20 or whatever else numbers and you they number them a1 a2 a3 a4 or b1 b2 b3 b4 and you know to a point where you're running out of alphabets to actually do that now <laughs> it, it is it is nice that they can think about 20 or 30 different combinations of alternate tenders that alternate offers or combination of offers that will benefit the customer. However, you need to narrow it down to at least one or two to say that in our opinion, this is these two are the best ones or this one is the best one. So, you know, often when, when government departments are actually doing the tender evaluations, they are on a very strict timeline. And those timelines, for, for them to actually evaluate 20 different combinations, it's, it's not really feasible for them to do that. And they resort to what their conforming request is and everyone that meets the conforming, um, everyone that puts in the conforming, conforming tender, sorry, uh, are actually considered it and the, your alternate bid go on the wayside because there are just too many of those combinations that are there that really don't make sense. First and foremost, you've got to realize that when government departments or your, your customer, let's call them a customer, 
puts a request for tender out, they put a request for tender out for what they actually want done. Now you as a tenderer, if you in your wisdom have now realized that an alternate way of doing will benefit the customer, then you put that forward to them. The customer does not know the alternate bit. So for you to put like 20, 25 different options in front of them, it's like going to an aisle and the Woolies aisle and trying to buy buy toothpaste you know and you don't know which one to buy and and i think colgate have uh, suffered this uh, this problem uh, where they've got way too many different uh, types of toothpaste that people can't make a decision on so you, and the same thing applies on 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 request for tender oh sorry on on your proposal on your bids as well that um, if you are offering too many of those things they're likely to be not assessed so pick out the very best ones and put it in front of your customer and say well pick out maybe two best alternatives and say okay well these are this is an alternative bid and within that alternative bid there are two options that you can pick one that'll save you time one that'll save you money or one that'll mean this much savings one that'll mean this much savings so uh, and and not like 15 to 20 different combinations of something which will be very difficult for them to understand so there are some of the reasons why your alternative tenders will probably not get considered alternative tenders in my opinion are great uh, and every request for tender that I have issued and advised the government on we have always asked for alternative tenders because alternative tenders increases our knowledge base in terms of what is out there in the market and the market sometimes knows a lot not sometimes all the time almost all the time knows more than what uh, a customer would know what options are available out there so when you are actually putting a bid in don't hesitate to put in an alternative bid but make sure you do consider some of the things like um, like making sure that the alternative tender is clearly marked as alternative tender um, you got to make sure that you explain what the alternative tender represents and make sure that you meet the objectives of actually request for tender so that it the alternative tender or your actual conforming bid is also meeting uh, both of them are meeting the request for tender objectives and the conforming tender is uh, is also submitted alongside uh, the alternative tender if it is clearly required that you do so and of course that there are not too many of those uh, alternative uh, options that actually the customer looks at it and says oh i don't really know what to do with these 15 of them uh, because within the 15 I don't know which one is the best one so uh, do as much work as you can beforehand uh, to make sure that the customer can actually get the benefit out of it by knowing the alternative bid is going to be better than the the just the conforming bid as i've said alternative tender is a great way of uh, getting your product across especially especially when your product is not really known to the to the customer and uh, and is able to actually provide a lot of benefit and it's a good point of difference for any of the companies that are bidding for work service or actually bidding to supply a product thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast and i really do appreciate you joining me today and for more information on alternative bids and if you want to get the copy of the show notes for this episode you can go to bidsmart.com.au and follow the links to download a copy of the show notes. In the show notes, I've highlighted all the points in there about alternative tenders, so you'll get a good idea of that. Until then, all the very best with your bid tenders and proposal. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you soon.